Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to launch your very own podcast show like this one? Don't have the time or patience to deal with all the techie stuff? No worries. My company, Geffen Media Group, provides a complete done-for-you podcast service. We will come up with a great name for your show, design your website and podcast artwork, record the intro and outro, send you the equipment, find you great guests, edit and publish every episode, submit to iTunes and major podcast platforms, and promote your show to our network. So all you have to do is hit record and we do the rest. Your voice needs to be heard. So head over to geffenmediagroup.com. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 127 of Can I Pick Your Brain? My guest today went from living in his car to earning six figures a month as an online coach. Sterling Griffin has helped countless clients go from broke to creating wealth and has been featured in major publications including Forbes, Inc, Entrepreneur and Success. He's quite a personality as you'll soon find out. Now as always, I've prepared a short rap to help introduce my guest. Here goes. Living in his car, who would have thought he'd get this far? Now he's a coaching star from Financial Agony to Wealthy Coach Academy. It's all about the mentality, get real with reality. Hope and pray, maybe another day, stop waiting, don't delay. Press the button, go live. You're not just here to survive, learn to thrive. Take the dive, get in gear and start to drive. Experience what it means to be alive. Cash is like honey from a beehive. Now enough talk from me, it's time to listen to the one and only Sterling Griffin. Sterling, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Let's freaking go, Daniel. I'm Woo! so fired up with that intro, bro. Woohoo! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! All right. Now I got it out of my system. So, uh, so Sterling. I got it into my system now, bro. You got it into me. <laughs> Thank you for that, man. Woo! You know, I kept, I kept, when I was um, looking at your name, I kept stopping my fr- myself from saying Sterling Silver because I kept like was a, I was about to go Sterling Silver, Sterling Silver, but it's Sterling Griffin. Sterling, wh- where does the name Sterling come from? So my mom gave me that name because she heard the word, which describes British currency, describes mm-hmm. the pound sterling, yep. and so she just looked up the word, the meaning of the word. What does this mean, Sterling? There's something about it. So she found out that the meaning of the word means of the highest quality. And so she wanted to give me a name that I could live up to, live into. Nice. I love that. I love that. So I want to go back to your uh, the stage where you were kind of uh, living in the car. Actually, before we go there, like, what were you sure. like? What were you like growing up? Because I see you now on on Facebook. You do a lot of Facebook lives. You're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of energy. Um, but what were you like growing up? Were you the same? Were you jumping on tables and and getting kicked out of class? I actually was. I, I haven't talked about this much on really any podcast, but I was a I was a troublemaker, um, and I was I was not like one of the popular kids where I was like cool for being a little bit crazy. I was just crazy, hmm. and so 
Like I was kicked out of class. I've got like pink slip after pink slip. What, what is it? The referrals? They called it referrals then. You get a referrals like where you get written up. You <laughs> yeah. get in trouble. Today in business, it's like referrals are a good thing. It was not a good thing at that time right. to get referrals. Um, right. I even at one point, I, I was arrested as a 14-year-old for, for stealing a bunch of CDs out of Best Buy. Today, no I would not have gotten in trouble with that because Spotify exists. But <laughs> at the time, there was no Spotify and I wanted to listen to some music. So, um, so, so yeah, so I was, I was definitely a troublemaker. I had, I channeled a lot of my energy and like in, in ways which were not, which were not helpful to me mm-hmm. or others. Cause I was just like a frustrated kind of insecure person. But, but now I take the same energy and I'm just like happy and positive and, and want to help people. So mm-hmm. a little bit different channeling. Yeah. That's so interesting. When I was in school, I was, I was very similar, except I was very nerdy. Um, and I had like a big mole on my face with hair growing out. So people called me spider face, um, (laughs) and all sorts of names. Um, but I was also, (laughs) yeah, it was terrible, but I I was like the kid that again, like, like you, I had all this energy inside. I had all this creativity, but I just didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't want to sit there listening to history or geography or whatever it was that they were teaching. So I would just get kicked out all the time. Um, what were your parents like though? How did they handle you? Well, they did the best they could. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> they did the best they could with a tough situation. Me and my brother were both were both troublemakers going. My parents were divorced when I was very young. Um, when I was two years old, they decided to separate. And so I always was growing up in two different homes. And I think a part of like my my frustration had to do with I, I felt like I lacked a sense of emotional security, always mm. going back and forth between both parents' homes. And they they fought with each other growing up. Even my step-parents fought with my parents growing up. And so it was kind of like an unstable home environment. I think that's what led me to, to just like having trouble connecting with people. I had trouble making friends for a lot of my a lot of my childhood into high school. I just had difficulty like really fe- feeling confident and in myself and in believing in myself, make feeling that I was worthy of love for a long, long time. Hmm. So, what did so your dad that, do for like a living? My, what's that? What did your dad do for a living? So, my dad growing up was a a salesman. He was a salesman for like air conditioners. So, like, um, so it was commercial hmm. commercial air conditioning for for big companies. He also at one time tried to start his own business fixing computers for people. That didn't really work out. So he went hmm. back to selling air conditioners. So did you have like a fear of money growing up? Did you did you look at it as something that was like scary? Oh my goodness, you know. Not scary, but I did think of it as something that bad people got. Hmm. <laughs> people yeah. that were manipulative or or hurting others, that money comes to those that hurt others, that take advantage of other people. And so mm-hmm. growing up like I never had any desire of for wealth. I had no desire of becoming an entrepreneur. I honestly didn't think I was capable of being an entrepreneur, like creating my own destiny, having a business, helping people. It was like the farthest thing from my mind. Mm -hmm. When I was 16, I decided to become a very religious person. I became a Christian at that time while in high school. And so after that happened, I basically had it in my mind that I was going to be a pastor or a missionary. I was going to make no more than $20,000 a year for the rest of my life and all through fundraising, that that was how I would make a living. And that somehow made me like a better person, a more like loving person because I just didn't need money. I didn't want money. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to help people. That was my belief around money for almost all my life. So what changed? Well, what changed is I started to realize, I started asking myself like, who are the people in the world that are actually doing the most good? You know, like I actually think about like real problems, who are solving them? I started to realize it's actually, in many ways, 
it's big companies. It's rich people. I mean, the people like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, like they're able to make a real difference within the quality of humanity because they have money, they have resources that they can use to serve it. So I started thinking like, is money actually evil? Are hmm. rich people actually evil? I have a lot of evidence that shows <laughs> they're not. In fact, all I started to realize all money is, is just energy. And mm. so if you have somebody that wants to hurt others, they can hurt others with their money. If you have someone that wants to help others, they can help others with their money. But even more than that, Daniel, I started to realize that if if someone wants to get more money, they have to actually provide value to somebody with money. Because mm-hmm. the only way they're going to get paid is if another person, ethically speaking anyway, yep. is if another person says, I want what you have, I'll pay you. For it, so I started to realize that receiving more money is just a game of who is going to add the most value. So I became intent on growing my wealth, on becoming wealthy, and helping other people become wealthy, but only by adding more value than mm. anyone else is doing. Right, and you went through a, quite a few obstacles to get there as well, right? You were at one point living, <laughs> living on the road, right? You you lived in your <laughs> That's Honda, right? Right. I live Talk- in my Honda. Yes, yes. Yeah, Talk to I was, us a bit I, about I, that. I call it. Be- I call it being homeless. I mean, I guess in a specific sense, my car was my home, so I did have that going for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I was staying in like p- friends' houses on their floor, or whatever. But the, I went through that period of time because I, I was a door-to-door salesperson for about a year and a half, and I was a door-to-door salesperson that couldn't sell. Oh no! So <laughs> it's a bad, as you can imagine, it's a bad combination. It's like you're being paid to sell and you're not selling. Mm-hmm. It's not going to end up really well. But also during that time, I was working through some of these old beliefs, these like unsupportive beliefs around, around money. Thankfully, towards the end of my, my, uh, my time as a door to door salesperson, I went to, I went to an event, which is called a millionaire mind experience. And at that event, I started to realize that my, my money beliefs were all unsupportive. They were negative. They were harmful. I changed them to something empowering. And that was good timing because that was right about the time that I became homeless is when I attended this event and changed those beliefs. Over the next five months, I was still homeless, but I started to I started to be around people that had supportive money beliefs. I started to get mentors that not only had supportive money beliefs, but they also had strategies that I could use in order to create wealth for myself. And so that's what put me on the path to creating um, from when I was homeless to six figures in income as an online coach within seven months. That's incredible. But I have one question and and that is if you were homeless and you didn't have money to pay the bills, how could you afford to go to this, you know, big event and hire mentors? Yeah, great question. So so that event was actually free, thank goodness. (laughs) They were Millionaire mindset free. (laughs) Not much Yeah, it's free to come in, and and thank right. God because I might not have been able to go if not. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an event where they would offer programs at the event, and oh, then okay. that was how they they made it profitable. Right. But but also when it came to my first mentor, I didn't I didn't necessarily have the money. I had I made enough money from coaching those first couple months as an online fitness coach to where I had enough to eat a few meals a week and put gas in my car. It's about a thousand dollars a month, mm. but it was not enough for me to hire a mentor. So I ended up borrowing money from my dad in order to mm-hmm. pay that first mentor. I mean, all my credit cards were maxed out. I tried it on other things. I tried it on other mentors, other programs and so on. But then I decided to um, ask my dad because I didn't feel like I had any other options. And it was like, I can keep trying stuff in my business that doesn't work 
or and just like exchange a lot of time along the way trying to figure it out or I can take the fast track and yeah, I'm going to go further into debt right now. But if I learn how money works, if I get the systems, the strategies, the templates that I can use to make money back faster, then I'm going to not only get out of debt a lot faster, but I'm going to be able to create income on demand in the future too. Did you ever think though, like who the hell am I to become a coach? Like I'm this homeless guy who doesn't know how to sell. I'm dead broke. Like what gives me the right to go out and coach people and take their money? Of course. You know what? That never that can never go away until you have like hundreds of clients that have been successful. It's like I think a lot of coaches are out there and on day one, no coach feels ready. I don't care hmm. who you are. There is no coach that begins coaching clients and is like, I feel perfectly ready to do this. I feel <laughs> like totally adequate. I'm completely worthy of these clients, this money that I'm receiving. And I'm just going to call it it. No, like you have to start moving before you feel ready, confident. I learned this from one of my mentors, a guy named Rich Litvin, wrote a great book for coaches called The Prosperous Coach. And he says that confidence is a result, not a requirement. Mm, I like that. Confidence is a result, not a requirement. You don't feel confident before you take the action, before you get the result. You're, you only feel confident after it's already done. The only reason why I'm now confident as a coach mm. is because I have hundreds of other coaches that have quit their jobs, gone full-time, and are now living their dream life. It's like I was never confident in my ability before hmm. I had these clients. So but are you saying that what you I, faked it? What I started it? to focus on, Daniel, and this this hopefully will for the other for the person listening that's like yeah. I don't feel ready. Yeah, they could they could hear this and hopefully see what I was saying. I went to I went to another event around that time, and that was with a guy named uh, Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins hosts events, personal development events, yeah. and and at that event. Before I came to the event, I thought, why would anyone hire me as their coach? They could hire someone like Tony Robbins or mm. Jack Canfield or Lewis Howes, you know, all these other great coaches, all these other big names. What do I have to offer that's unique or valuable? Mm -hmm. But when I went to that event, I started to reshape my belief. And I, and I saw instead that if someone like Tony can become a coach, can help other people, then that simply shows me that if he can do it, then I can do it. Before I thought... If other people can do it, then that means that they're special. But in Tony sharing a story of where he came from, how he started, he started from nothing with no, with nobody in his life or family or whatever that was doing this work. If he can go and make it happen, then certainly I can too. Mm -hmm. And also, just because someone would buy from Tony or another big name person, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't necessarily want to hire other coaches. They wouldn't. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't exclusively want to learn from Tony. They'll want to learn from all different kinds of people. I realized then that the world needs all kinds of coaches. Mm -hmm. And it needs – like everyone needs a different kind of coach and everyone needs multiple different kinds of coaches. So I could certainly just be one person in a sea of coaches that – I just needed a few clients to make a full-time income. So yeah. um, I was happy to try and so, make it work. So do, do you think that you basically faked it till you made it? Are you saying that people – here who are listening that maybe want to coach or they want to go out and, and mentor people. Are you saying that you need to fake it till you make it? I don't necessarily believe that. I, I didn't think that I needed to fake it. For example, when I started as an online fitness coach, I actually didn't have any certifications to do fitness coaching for people. I had a right. lot, I had a personal fitness transformation and I had a heck of a lot of people asking me, how did you do it? 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 Can well, you show me what you can did? Can you describe that for a second? So what do you mean you had a, a huge personal transformation? Sure. Yeah, so uh, the year prior, a year and a half prior to me starting coaching, 
I had undergone a transformation where I had never really worked out consistently except for when I was in the football team in high school. But as an adult, I was like really out of shape. I was what you call skinny fat. I wasn't like skinny massively fat. overweight, right. but I was like a no muscle and like a layer of belly fat over my, over my stomach. Mm-hmm. But I went through this process where as soon as I committed to like really transforming my life as an adult and, and getting, getting some support from a coach, I gained 15 pounds of muscle within 30 days. And then over the following seven months, I like leaned off uh, leaned off, weaned off. I don't know the right word here, but I leaned out <laughs> and got rid of the body fat, and I created what was for me like my ideal body. I I achieved the body that I, you know, seen other people on Instagram get that was like I felt mm. was unattainable. That happened for me, and so people started asking me. You know, I showed a transformation picture one day. People started asking, well, "Can you show me how to do that too?" So what I did in the short term, even though I didn't really know exactly how to create fitness plans or or food plans, eating plans for people, or exactly how to coach them perfectly, I got help from my from my brother. So my brother is a certified personal trainer. And what I did was I would get a client. I would just use marketing methods I saw other people do. I wrote up a Facebook post inviting people to work with me, whatever. Yeah. And um, and then. And then when they hired me as their coach, my first client paid me a thousand dollars for eight weeks of coaching. Well, let's talk about that. Let's. Coaching. I want to talk about that. So yeah. your first ever client, because again, there's people listening to this that they want to do coaching, but they're like yeah. they're too scared to like that first client. What was that like when you go on the phone with them? They're like you're like they're like how much is it? You're like a thousand dollars. Yeah. What was it like? It was surreal, man. It was surreal. It was one of the most powerful moments of my life, one of the happiest moments of my life by far. I remember I was I was not there was still homeless at this time, but I was staying with a family friend who took me in. And the reason why she took me in is because I was recovering from a surgery. I just had an ACL surgery on my right knee, so I was laid up. I couldn't go and do my door-to-door sales job at the time because I was rec- I couldn't even walk. Yeah. And so she took me in for a few days to to make sure that I could recover well. But the problem was is I couldn't I couldn't do my former job. And I didn't have enough money to eat beyond that week. If I didn't make money from somewhere, that next week I would not eat. Okay? That was Mm -hmm. in my mind. So I'm thinking I got to do something. I got to write a post. I got to put out something. And now what better time than ever to figure out how to work from home than right now (laughs) because I I don't have any other options. So that day, it was two days out of my surgery. I wrote up this long post sharing my transformation story, putting a picture of my transformation and then inviting people, I said, "Hey, if you wanna, if you wanna apply for the next round of my body transformation program, I've got four spots available. You can comment below or send me a message." I literally just modeled what I saw another coach doing. I was yeah. like, "I have no idea what to say. I'll just say this." The next day, somebody hopped on the phone with me. Somebody that was my personal Facebook, uh, with personal Facebook friend, and I only <laughs> had like 1,500 Facebook friends. I didn't have like a, a big following or anything like right. that. Didn't use any paid ads. I was like, "I'll just give it a, sh- a try." But the next day, I was on the phone with him, and at the end of the call, went through the process that I'd heard from a friend. You got to ask him what their goals are. You got to ask him what their challenges are, and then you got to say if they want to work with you. So, mm-hmm. I invited him. I said, "It's a. Would you like to work with me? It's a thousand dollars." And there was dead silence. <laughs> so, and then he said this. So, do I pay that now? <laughs> and. My first thought was, holy shit, he's about to say yes. And so I just very confidently said, yes, you pay now. He said, 
okay, how do I pay you? So then, so then we use the Square app and or something wow. like the Cash app. He sent me over nine ninety seven, and I remember saying thanks so much. So we'll set up your first call for Monday, and I look <laughs> forward to working with you. Hung up the phone, and I was jumping for joy. Yeah, I mean figuratively, not literally because I couldn't walk, but right. <laughs> figuratively, I was jumping for joy. I couldn't believe it because the 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 feeling of that. Mm-hmm. Daniel is that, and I'm sure you've had this feeling, yep. you know, you're, you're in the online business space, like the feeling of making money from nothing yep. from thin air. It's crazy. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And that client went on to lose 32 pounds wow. within three months. So he had a, a really radical transformation. Um, but, but it, it, it all started with that moment of like, well, I will see if this works. That's incredible. And, but there's a lot of people probably thinking, do you know what? There's so many coaches out there. You talked about Instagram before and you've got like almost every other picture is somebody saying, hey, look, I used to be fat and ugly and now I'm so toned and so good looking and all you need to do is pay $9.97. And it's like all over the place. How do you how do you stand out? How do you be unique in such a, a massively saturated market? Well, here's the, here's the thing. Most people that are marketing their services really suck oh yeah (laughs) so that's the first of all the good news for anyone that actually thinks that there's no opportunity for themselves most people that do this suck at marketing what are they doing wrong so here's exactly what they're doing wrong they are focused entirely on what they do rather than who they are you see good marketing today in the social media age focuses on individual stories of the of the person marketing and then it focuses on the clear pains, goals, and fears of the person reading, watching, or listening, okay? Mm. So I'm sharing, most people share marketing in terms of like, they talk about like, you know, I'm gonna show you how to count your macros. Let's say we're taking with the fitness coach example. I'm gonna show you how to count your macros. I'm gonna show you how, like all the different foods that that you need to eat. I'm gonna show you exactly how to cook and prepare all these meals. Like I'm gonna show you how to do all these exercises. And no one cares at all no one cares about all those specific things what they do care about are the results they care about feeling confident in their body again a woman cares about loving herself again you know if Mm. if she's overweight like a lot of it is like it's not about the weight that she's actually at it's about what feeling does she want to generate so good marketing and the way that you differentiate yourself is first of all you need to focus on storytelling Sharing a story, not not lying, but sharing your authentic story of where you were and then how you got to where you are now. One key thing when you for a person that wants to share a powerful story and attract clients, focus on these two distinctions. I could go all day on story, and that's a big part of like our online school is teaching people storytelling. But I just want to give you this because this is really key. When you share your story, let's say you want to share your transformation story, which is the story of how you went from fat to fit, how you went from broke to rich, how you went from alone to in love, whatever that looks like for you, that transformation that you went through that you now want to help others through. What's important is when you talk about the time in your life where you were struggling, the time where you were at your low point, where you were overweight, you were dissatisfied with your body or whatever, that you don't just share the details of what happened. It's really important that you share the emotions of what you experienced at that time. Because mm-hmm. while facts are individual, emotions are universal. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Facts are individual. Everyone has different facts associated with how they transformed, what their life was like. They were this weight, that weight, lived here or there, whatever. But emotions, what we feel, everyone feels those emotions. Hmm. So if you can talk about how you were confused, how you felt hopeless, how you felt helpless, how you were struggling and frustrated and insecure, then anyone listening to that is going to be like, I felt that feeling. Or maybe I feel those feelings right now. Right. So so you want to nail that at the bottom, at the low point. You want to have a very clear low point in your story. But then also, you need to be able to share the resolution. Where do you live now? What's the the joy? What's the utopia experience that you're living in right now? Well, I, I feel confident. I feel alive. I feel radiant. I feel joyful. I feel excited. I, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I feel secure within myself. I feel in control of my life once more. You want to share those emotions that you're experiencing now. Definitely share the facts. Share how the weight that you're at. Share a picture of your body if you're if you're a fitness coach. Share mm-hmm. you know your relationship if you're a relationship coach or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Share the result, but also share the emotions associated with it. And here's the key. Here's the key with this. When you share the low point, You want to be sharing the emotions that you had then that your ideal client, the person you want to serve, has right now. They have those emotions right now. Mm -hmm. And you want to share the emotions that you currently experience. Those emotions, you need to focus on them being the emotions that your ideal client wants in the future. And if you can do that, if you can share both sides, both you can speak to the struggle they're currently in and you can share that you live the joy, the goal that they want, they will see you as the expert they need to learn from in a crowded mm. landscape. Yeah, it's incredible. And you know, it's interesting, Sterling, because you know, I was thinking that there are probably some people listening to this saying, oh, but he's, you know, he's a fitness coach and I'm not even a coach. I'm just, I, I'm a business owner or I'm a, I have an e-commerce website. What's this got to do with me? But the thing mm-hmm. is, is you've got it. You've got to look at the principles behind this success and the principles behind success. There's a pattern. It doesn't matter if you're Richard Branson with Virgin or it doesn't matter, you know, or if you're, you know, Warren Buffett, like everyone has the same principles, core principles that work. And we've actually talked about two major principles here. Number one is we talked about the mindset over money, right? That, that you mm-hmm. know, you, you had to overcome that money mindset, right? That guilt over making money. You had to yes. change that and break through that in order to get to the point of, okay, now I've got past that stage. Now I can go and move on and, and, and I can coach people. And then you have to get over, then, then you also have to realize the marketing is that 90% of people they suck at marketing, and if you're so that true. that ten percent, and 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 if you're that ten percent, you're gonna you're gonna crush you're gonna crush it whatever market you're in, and the key is is like you said, starting is storytelling, which means, yep. and it's not just storytelling because people talk about storytelling all the time, but actually it's more than storytelling; it's personal storytelling, because if you're talking about a story about someone else, that's great, but. When you talk about yourself and you make yourself vulnerable, then people want to work with you specifically because you are the hero in the story. You were the loser. Now you're the winner. I want to know how you did it. And they're willing to pay for that. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. It's so good, man. It's so good. And and I also want to speak to this. It's like when you can know how to do this storytelling, like and it's what, what I call this is it may sound a bit complex. But it's store. It's well. Here's a simple version: story selling, yep. and this is what works today. It's not storytelling. Story selling. It's authentic, 
organic story-based marketing. And so few people know how to do this. But when you know how to do this, you don't need like a massive budget for paid ads in order to have a full-time income. You don't need to have a website. You don't need to have like a funnel at all. You don't need to do webinars or anything like that. I mean, one of my clients, for example, right now, she's making $15,000 a month with 1,300 Instagram followers. 1,300, wow. not a big following. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. Right. I, we know people with less, but 1,300 Facebook fo- uh, Instagram followers, and she's making $15,000 a month as an online fitness coach. And the reason why is because she knows how to tell stories and she knows how to sell. Because if mm. she knows how to just get a few clients on the phone that buy her $2,500 program, you don't need that many clients in order to get to 15000 Like You just need literally six clients a month. That's not that many people. Six right. clients is not that many. We live in a in a country. I live in a country. You live in Israel. I live in the United States. <laughs> Wait, like I don't live in a country. <laughs> yeah, we live in a country. You and I, Daniel, together. We live in a no. country. <laughs> in a country, yeah. No, but I mean, there's so there's millions of people in the world. You just need a few clients that pay you a high ticket price. Yep. Especially if you want to be an online coach, I think that it's best to start with high ticket coaching because if you don't have a small, if you don't have a big big audience, then this allows you to get to that full time or six figure income very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can, if you master this process of knowing how to tell stories, connect with people one to one, then you could do very, very well, even without a big following or without using paid ads. And by the way, that goes back to the money mindset, because money yes. mindsets have so many different shapes and sizes. You know, it could be guilt over wealth, it could be, you know, feeling like, why do I deserve it? It could be, you know, so many different things, right? It could be just the fear of making money. Pricing is the same thing. Like when I started my company, I was charging like nothing, nothing for the value Mm -hmm. that I was giving and the time that I was putting in and everything. And my mentor told me, Daniel, you need to up your rates. And I'm like, oh, should I charge like $100 more? And he's like, Daniel, I'm I'm talking like (laughs) you need to like like 10 exit. Like I'm like, what? What? I like almost like jumped out of my skin. No one's going to pay 10 times that amount. That's ridiculous. And he said, why don't you try it? What have you got to lose? So I'm like, okay, great. I'll do it. Like, you know, I'll lose a client and that will be that. And then I'll prove you wrong. I get on a call with the next, you know, potential lead and I go through the same pitch, tell him everything we do. Right. And then he goes, okay, so how much is it? And I'm thinking in my head, should I do it? Should I do it? I'm like, oh, screw it. (laughs) Screw it. Screw it. We'll just do it. And I told him the figure and I'm like, I'm not like, my eyes are like closed and I'm like squinting. My knuckles are like white because I'm like waiting for his no. And I was going to be like, I told you Cameron, right? Cameron Harold's my, my mentor. And and he's like, oh, okay, fine. Send me an invoice. And I'm like, oh, so, so, sorry, what? Uh, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, invo- <laughs> invoice is on its way. You know, wonderful. Looking forward to, looking forward to uh, working with you. And I hang up the phone. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, what? And I never looked back. And I rate, and then I yes. doubled, and then I doubled my rate again. And now, when I think about what I used to charge, it's like a joke. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Like, had I not changed my mindset over money, I'd still be earning this tiny amount for the for the value and the service that I bring. Yes, and and you would have been doing no better service Correct. to the people that enrolled with you. I find that many of my clients they they go the low rate. Uh, like pathway to start with. They start with like, oh, I'm just going to do like a few dollars here and there, whatever. But then what they find is that the clients who enroll with them are simply not committed. 
They simply mm. they, they don't show up for the calls. They yeah. reschedule. They don't do the work. They don't. They get no value out of the coaching anyway. But as soon as they start freaking charging more, the people that pay the money, they're like, I better freaking show up. Mm. I better do this work because if I don't, I now have something to lose. So I find that coaches that do these higher ticket prices, they're not doing it because they're selfish. They're actually doing it in service to their clients because when people – and you know this for sure, Daniel. I'm, I'm confident. It's that when people pay more, they pay more attention. They yeah. actually receive more value simply by putting more money down on the line. Yeah, 100%. And not, not only that, but you also end up attracting the right clients because yes. here's the thing. When you're charging a low ticket, when you're charging a low fee, you attract people who – Basically, they don't value you for for, for, yes. for what, what you offer. When you start you know charging high ticket item, people value you. The reason why the the person said yes to me is because he valued what I bring to the table. Yes, you know you're yes. valuing yourself higher. Dude, the reason why a Picasso could sell for so much money is because it's perceived. Va- it's all perceived. It's perceived value, right? You why why do you why do you wear a shirt with a freaking horse on it? Yeah, with a polo stick. Like, who cares? Why are you paying like 50 times or 100 times the price that you would get a regular T-shirt? Because there's a value that you perceive. Mm, And who decided that price? You ever wonder that? Like, who decided that price? Who decided that price for T-shirts? No, I'm saying who decides the price for, for and I'm talking about in any in fashion or oh, any oh, type of company, any consumer, brand. The consumer. Exactly. The consumer Why? ultimately decides the price. Yeah. Exactly. We perceive the value. We perceive the value to be higher than 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 other brands, and that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. It's perceived value, and so by yeah. storytelling and by getting over that mindset, you end up giving off more perceived value and you show people yes. the real value that you bring to the table. And that that's the whole game. Like he, here's what I really want everyone look for you listening right now. You that's listening to this podcast, that's in your car, it's at the gym or wherever, please hear me say this. Please. If you really want to differentiate yourself, if you really want to stand out, then really get good at storytelling because when you can share your story in an authentic connecting way, your audience can no longer buy from anyone else. They have to buy from you. They have to buy from you because if they connect with you, they'll gladly pay 10 times more because they're not paying for the service itself. They're paying for the association, the connection to you, their leader. Because here's the thing, people can get what you offer any number of places and likely for a lot less money. In fact, They can probably get it on YouTube yes, for free. For free. But but why would they buy it from you? It's because they connect with and want to be around you and your energy. So please, please, please get good at sharing your story. Get good at marketing yourself. Get good at selling because if you do this right, not only are you going to do well for yourself and create more wealth in your bank account, but you're going to create wealth in the world by people's lives being changed. Yeah, 100%. This is why I started Geffen Media Group. Right. The reason why I started my podcast agency is because I realized that podcasting is the number one most effective way to get your story out there because people yes. listen to your stories. Right. When you do an ad on Facebook, it's very hard to to tell a story in in one ad. Right. Yes. It's 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 almost impossible. And here's the thing as well as I and I tell my potential clients this all the time. I'm like, you want to throw ads 
on Google, you want to throw ads on Facebook, you want to throw ads on YouTube. Let me ask you a simple question. When was the last time you clicked an ad? When you watch YouTube, when you're going to the gym and you want to play like a YouTube uh, song, you know, to, to work out to, do you watch the ad before or do you hit skip like 5,000 times before <laughs> it's five seconds over, right? We all hit that. We all go, boom, 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 come on, hurry up already. Skip, 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 right? Same thing. You're scrolling through your Instagram or your Facebook feed, right? How many times when you see a sponsored ad, you go, ooh, let me check that out. No, you're like, get out the way. It's like a fly, like get out the way, right? We live in a generation right now where we are immune to ads. We do not want to be promoted to. We have filters built in our brains. We just basically ignore them and say, get lost. It's all mm. about attraction today, not promotion. It's all about attraction. And the way to attract is like you said, it's all about telling your story. People want to hear stories. The reason why we watch movies, think about it. What is movies? Movies is a story. We yes. just want to hear a good story. Like, think about it. Why do you think Gary V does his Daily V? It's a documentary because it's a story. He's telling a story. He's showing you his journey. Everything. Look at Super Bowl ads, by the way. Super Bowl ads are stories. They're not like, hey, buy Tide because your clothes will get much nicer and white, like, whiter. Like, yeah, that was in 1980. Okay. <laughs> today, today, that doesn't work anymore. You know? <laughs> You want clean clothes by Tide? No. What they do is they have a little kid who, like, I don't know, he 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 runs in the in the forest and he gets lost and then he falls over and he's all muddy and then I don't know he like wrestles with a bear like there's a whole like crazy story and then he beats up the bear and he comes home and there's blood all over his shirt and his and his mother grabs him and hugs him and takes off his shirt and throws it in the thing and then Tide. <laughs> it's like what the what the hell has that got what the hell has that got to do with anything? It has nothing to do with it. But you yep. as a viewer. You get emotional because it brings back memories from your childhood. And that's what storytelling is all about. And that's, that's it. That's branding. That's marketing 101 today. Mm. Yes. So that's why, like, if you want to stand out, if you want to start attracting clients to you, as Daniel's talking about, as you're talking about, Daniel, then you need to get good at sharing your story. Because if you do that, it honestly doesn't matter what you sell. Because people will want to be connected to a good story. And so they want to be connected to you. So you have now this this online academy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what? T talk us through for those listening that are interested in in getting your coaching. What do you, what do you offer? What is what does the program look like? Well, it's pretty it's pretty simple, Daniel. This is for the online coach that's either just started or has been struggling. A lot of coaches come to us and they're like, "I built the website." I'm mm -hmm. posting on Facebook. I'm doing the live streams, yeah. but it's not going anywhere. I, what do I? Or I've even tried paid ads. I've dumped you know a couple hundred dollars, a thousand dollars into paid ads. It's not going anywhere. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. So what I teach people to do is I teach online coaches how do you create, how to create a six-figure income within 90 days. How do you get to that $8,300 a month? Which for me, I feel like is a magical number. You get to $8,300 a month. There's a lot you can do. You can pretty much live however you want if you have that as your lifestyle income. Unless, do you you're, get there? unless you're Jewish and live in Israel where it's like really expensive. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> unless you <laughs> live you have in... Yeah, you have four kids like me and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you need more than that. But at least that would do a lot better than if you were starting at 2000 a month. Because I know yeah. people in Israel, I'm sure there are some that, that struggle to get by. Regardless, oh, how do you get to that level most of them. within 90 days? How do you get there in 90 days? And so we teach basically three things. Again, without paid ads, without building website, how do you get leads on demand leads mm. on demand here's the thing 
Leads on demand does not mean I got a lead this week. Somebody reached out to me for coaching this week, and then I get a dry spell for three weeks. That's the mm-hmm. story of so many coaches. How do you get it where you get leads when you want it? Again, just through your organic content, just through creating stories. I mean, to give you an example. It's like one client of mine, Dan, he started, and he was making like, I don't know, 3000 a month. Not bad, but he was like working his butt off as an in-person personal trainer mm. and making about 3000 a month. Built the website, didn't do anything for me. He's like, Sterling, how do I do this? <laughs> so I taught, I taught him this principle, like make these pieces of content, use these seven videos in a row, and then just get on the phone with people and use this script. And mm-hmm. after two and a half weeks, he made $15,300 cash. 15300 Going from 3000 a month wow. to that was a massive leap forward for him. And, and the only reason why it happened is because he learned how to tell his story in a way that attracted people to him. Instead of him just being another trainer, another person that's offering you know, an ebook or a challenge or whatever, he became the person that's like, this is a guy that's real. This is a guy that understands what I need and he can help me. So, so let me ask let me ask you this Sterling so let's yeah. say I was let's say I was a potential client of yours right um, Okay So there's two two questions I really have right now two challenges Number 1 is I'm thinking okay this guy sounds cool he sound, sounds like he's done really well but he's basically given away his secret he's basically told me all I need to do is 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 do the storytelling so I'm just going to follow him on Facebook I'm going to look yeah. at what what he's doing I'm just going to copy it I don't need to pay him for his wealth academy I'll just I'll just do it myself Mm-hmm. Question number one. Question number two is, if I'm only making $3,000 a month, I'm assuming that you're not going to be cheap. You're probably going to be charging a, a pretty penny. And so mm-hmm. what, how am I going to pay you? There's a catch-22 here. How am I going to pay you if I don't have the money? Those are the two yeah. questions I have. Yeah, great question. So the first question, answer the first question, the person that wants to do it all themselves. Yes. So. I, I know what it's like to be the I'm gonna con, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna consume it for free and just try and work harder on my own. I listened to my first year in trying to start an online business. I just listened to podcast after podcast, read book after book, audio books, mm. like watch YouTube videos. That was the year where I was a door to door salesperson trying to start a start a online business in the solar industry doing door to door sales. And you know what free content did for me? It got me inspired. That's the value of free. Free content can inspire you. But free content alone, in my experience, experience of my clients, is not enough to transform you. It's not enough to show you exactly how this works for Hmm. you. And so anyone that wants to go out there and do it by themselves, first of all, I want to say more power to you. I don't – I'm not here to say that like my way or the way that I've done things is the right way. You've got to decide what's right for you. But – and I also say – that no one needs a coach. No one. I don't think anyone needs a coach hmm. in order to get to their dreams. Says the coach, yeah. right? <laughs> says, says a coach. No one That's needs brilliant. one. That's the thing. Wow. However, You're the first coach, Sterling, that said no one needs a coach. I have to tell you. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, great. I feel that's really true. But at the same time, like for the person that wants to create a big result in a short amount of time, they would benefit from a coach. Because if you don't get a coach, if you don't get a mentor, what you're choosing in your mind is you're saying to yourself, I will give up more time to get where I want to go. I'll take as long as it takes, it'll take me 10 years to get what other people might do in three months, but I'm going to have the pride at the end saying that I did it myself. In my mind, I'm for, I'm simply like pride doesn't mean that much to me. I don't need the feeling of I did it all myself. I would rather get there faster. That was mm-hmm. why 
even when I was homeless, even though I didn't have the money to invest in a mentor, I borrowed money from my dad, which speaks to your second point. There are resources around you. If not with you, they are around you. And there are two states that you could be in. You could be in, I have the resources, I'll invest. Mm -hmm. Or you could be in a place, I don't have the resources, but I have the resourcefulness. I have the ability to find the money because I don't just want to wait another year, another two years, three years, five years, trying to make all the mistakes myself in order to get to my dream business. I would much rather just get my time back and trade money in this moment in order to get to my goals. Because that's always the trade you're making. You're only you're always saying to yourself, I'm either going to trade time to get to get this business that I want, or I'm going to trade money. And for me, I happily trade money over and over and over because money I can always make more of. It's mm. it's an infinite resource, but time is very limited. And plus, I'm impatient. I, <laughs> I want to get to that. I wanted to get to that six figure business, that seven figure business. Now I run a seven figure business, but I wanted to get to that very very quickly. I did it in two years, and the only reason why is because I continually invested in mentors time and time wow. again. I would have never made this happen this quickly on the strength of my own work, like work, work ethic, no chance. Wow. I would have just made a lot of stu- a lot more stupid mistakes and I would have, it would end up taking me 10 years, 20 years, who knows how long if I hadn't got the help of mentors. Wow. Okay. So for that listener that just fell off the uh, elliptical because he was completely in shock and overwhelmed and just like, oh my goodness, I need this. Where, 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 where does he or she go to sign up? <laughs> so, so what I would say right now is, you know, forget signing up for the academy to start with. Like I would just love to be able to give you the blueprint that I use that okay. you can use in order to get to a six-figure coaching business. And if you want that, just do this. Go to sterlinggriffin.com. Again, that's just my name, Sterling, like the silver griffin.com. And then right at the top of the page, you can just I'll you just put in your information there and I will happily send you over what I call the wealthy coach blueprint. It's just this the six steps that you need to get to that six figure earning level and beyond. If you want to stay in touch after that, all good, but I would love to send you that for free. No my gift to you. Nice. Nice. For those listening, don't say I don't bring nice people on my show, okay? Get some good, get some nice people over here. So, Sterling, thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. By the way, um, that link will also be in the show notes as well. So it's uh, danielgeffen.com forward slash 127, danielgeffen.com forward slash 127. You just click the link there and you can get that blueprint. Um, and Stephen... Thanks for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow brain pickers. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.